to a world where we fight to the finish And at the heart of it is one recognizable image Originators, titans of business, brand architects Respected since 9-7 skies, the limit and Alrighty, thanks so much for listening to another podcast from Full Contact Fighter. My name is Kelsey Mowat, and in this show, uh, interesting, I always like it when the podcast works out where I'm talking to uh, both guys who are set to fight, and that's exactly what this show is. I'm talking to Jeff Curran, any longtime fan of MMA is familiar with Jeff Curran, WC vet, UFC vet, pride vet. Uh, he's going to take on rising prospect, undefeated prospect, Rafian Stotts at Victory Fighting Championship 53, and that goes November 23rd in Iowa. So uh, I talked to Jeff first, and then I talked to Rafion. So stay tuned for that. You're listening to Full Contact Fighter Radio. You can check out the best clothing with the most established logo in the MMA industry by going to the Full Contact Fighter shop. Just head to fcfighter.com and click on the shop tab to take a look at FCF's famous hoodies, t-shirts, shorts, among many other great items. You can order securely online at fcfighter.com or email fcfnews at aol.com. It's my privilege to be speaking with Jeff. Big Frog Curran once again is going to take on Rafion Stotts at VFC 53. That goes November 23rd. Thanks so much for doing this, Jeff, and uh, it's good to talk to you again. It's been a little while. Yeah, it's been a while, man. My pleasure. Let's, uh, you know, before we talk about Rafion and, and Rafion, what you think of him as an opponent, you know, it's been over a year since you fought. Um, so what was behind the decision to take this fight? Was it uh, a case where you always planned to fight again and, and Victory Fighting Championship came to you with this enticing offer, or did you approach them? How did it come about? Uh, it's a bit of a a lot of things, you know. It, the, initially, like the initial time when I retired, I kind of felt like it was the right time. Um, shortly after that, I kind of just felt like it wasn't. And then I came back and fought in that, uh, the RFA, and I got, I was doing great. I felt great. Everything was going my way, winning the fight, and then on the bell I got hit with this back fist that knocked me out, and that just kind of like, at that point, I didn't really plan on retiring. I was just kind of mad and felt like I should spring spring right back into another fight, and when I did that, um, you know, I was just starting to get headaches. I was sparring really hard for the bloomer fight, and... I went right back into it. I didn't take much rest after the knockout, and I just was, my headaches weren't going away. So at that point, you know, my doctor suggested I don't fight and didn't do the, um, you know, didn't do the physical and stuff. So at that point, you know, I just decided, you know, my wife and I, that I would not fight anymore and whatnot. And then the UFC caught wind of it, and they had me go out to do the Cleveland Clinic and do my brain study again and that I did four years prior um, with the Lou Ruvo uh, program that they have going out there at the Cleveland Clinic. After that, I came back clear and as good as my baseline was four years prior and the headaches went away, I just kind of started thinking like, you know, maybe I really need to do this. But it took about a year for me, at that point, it took over a year for me to find the fight that I felt was good and by that I just mean um, I never wanted to fight anybody as a builder fight I never wanted to take on anybody as just a fight to see if I still like it or anything like that so I just wanted to wait till I had a contender and it was going to be on the right stage and the right promotion where at least people that want to see it can see it and it's not going to be a dark match that's 
nobody gets to witness. Mm-hmm. Um, and Victory, they're just doing such good things, and it's just such clean cut. And you know, I really like the promotion, and um, you know, I started kind of leading that route. You know, and I felt like that was probably the place for me to to best hunt down a, a fight. And it just took a while, man. And then when Ruffian came up, I was like, perfect. You know, this is the guy that whether he beats me or loses to me, eventually he's going on to the UFC if he has what it, the, you know the right consistency and the right desire to do so. He's got all the ability in the world to do it. So those are the kind of guys I want to fight. It just made sense. Um, so I had to, I just kind of come out of it a little bit and just say, I'm going to do this. There's no grand plan for a big return or climbing into the UFC or trying to get somebody to get me a bigger, you know, a, a big fight after this. It's just kind of one, one thing at a time without a, a preordained, um, decision. I just want to fight. Okay? Yeah. Get out there and do my thing, you know? Well, a couple follow-ups. I mean, I should note this is on UFC Fight Pass, which is why, as you know, a lot of people, can, anyone can see it that it subscribes to Fight Pass. It's also the, the co-main event, which is great. Um, first off, the the study, and I, I find that really interesting, and it's kind of unfortunate that fighters don't have access to that resource, right? I mean, there's probably a lot of guys out there who have uh, suffered from concussions, etc., and it's too bad that they don't necessarily have the means to, you know, get a baseline test like you did and get that actual confirmation that, hey, you know, you're okay. It's okay to get back and do this. Yeah, you know, I had forgotten, which is funny because, you know, part of the part of it is like the everyone's concern is always like memory loss. But it's like I forgot I even had a, gone to the Cleveland Clinic until they brought it up. Oh, wow. Um, when they had, when they had originally sent me there was before my Scott Jorgensen weigh in, so it was like a couple of days before weighing in, and I went and you know did this uh, by their suggestion. I, it was able my way of getting a free MRI basically. So right. all the fighters at that point were yeah yeah we're, we'll do it. You know it's better than paying seven hundred fifty bucks for an MRI. Mm-hmm. Might as well go get it done for free. But. Um, yeah, so I got flown out. I did that, and then um, they qualified me because of my experience and my amount of minutes in the cage or whatever, how many minutes I fought. They basically, and then my record, he, he qualified me to um, do another test, which I was originally going to go do, um, but I ended up opting out of it last minute. So where do you come out? I mean, it seems like it's an ongoing debate amongst fighters, particularly veteran fighters. Your guys got well over 50 fights. Uh, you see notable fighters like Robbie Lawler gave up hard sparring for several years. I know Donald Cerrone has really scaled back how much hard sparring he does. Um, what's your mindset on, on that? Do you, do you think like it's something that fighters in the past, you're, you're an old school guy, have done too much of? Or do you think it's integral to getting ready for a fight? Where, where do you come out? Yeah, um... I well, I have mixed feelings about it. I feel that like young fighters should experience that hard sparring. That's how you tell whether or not you feel they're fit for it. You know, like. Um, but as we as I get older and as I look at the history, everybody's starting to understand that train smarter, not harder. So mm-hmm. yeah, I do hard I do hard sparring, but I don't do hard sparring twice a week where I'm getting cracked in the face for 12 weeks straight and then 
being like like Pat Militich told me a long time ago. He's like Jeff. My mistake was being everybody's training partner, and I just I had so many fighters that at, I couldn't get away from at least sparring one day a week with somebody getting hit, even when I didn't need to. So it was the sparring that I feel took the most damage on me because I was a defensive fighter, and when I would fight, I was able to defend myself more likely you know I didn't it's not like I had a string of knockouts in my career you know mm-hmm. I had the one flash knockout a couple of years ago and it was 15 years earlier before my last semi sort of knockout so I'm not a guy who gets knocked out you know and um, but I also was a guy who did hard sparring and then plenty of times in sparring I got rattled and you know I'm from Chicago area so I would go downtown and spar with a lot of pro boxers and, and high-end guys, good guys that really know how to hit. So, um, you know, that's that would be a big part of my training. I'd just go spar with dudes that I didn't didn't care about and they didn't care about me, and you just get in there and put in, you know, 8 to 12 rounds with these guys, and, you know, then you spend two weeks with a headache. and yeah. a week, But a week later, you're back in there doing it again. So, yes, nowadays I get I have a good pair of, like, um, we just – always call it like booster glove sparring everyone's got these booster sparring gloves and they're like super padded and you could crack each other with them but you realize how much less you get hit when you're fighting actually like an mma fight as opposed to just heavy-handed tie boxing or boxing sparring where you're both geared up and and fearless you know Mm -hmm. so it's it's a lot it's a lot easier on the brain it's more technical of the of the sparring and you get a better feel. So I'm, I'm a slowly transitioning into that, but at the same time, when I look at up and comers, I don't, I want to make sure they know that they have to be able to put in some sparring too. Otherwise they're going to kind of be shell shocked when they're out there yeah. getting hit. So there's a little bit of a balance there for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's talk about Rafion because uh, he, he's a, from what I've seen and I haven't seen a lot of him just, but uh, you know, we know he's got the decorated wrestling background, a collegiate wrestler. Uh, he's got, he seems very athletic and, and he's been working on his striking. He had that electric KO head kick win uh, with Victory Fighting Championship. What's your take on him and what do you, what do you expect him to do against you? Are you thinking he's going to come out and test the water standing uh, or do you think he's going to try to take you down? What's your expectation? I am not preconceived in my mind like one way or the other what he's going to do I I kind of feel like he's going to fight me one way but he, I also know if he could take it the other way uh, I'm not really with all the respect in the world I'm not worried about wherever the fight goes I feel prepared I don't feel that um, he's going to completely dominate me in the wrestling department um, if scoring a takedown is his thing and he gets me down you know, he's got a whole other world he's going to have to live with with me because I thrive there from my back. And if he doesn't win the decision, it's it's going to be me probably catching in from my back. But um, I think he'll stand. You know, he seems like a smart fighter. He's got really good distance management. He uh, has really good timing. He's quick. He's athletic. I don't see any, like, holes, you know, in his in his style that stand out to me mm-hmm. where I look at him and say, wow, he's really weak here. We should, we should exploit it. So, um, that's the kind of fight I like. I, I like going in without really too much strategy. 
I just, I kind of want to take it naturally and trust my instincts and, you know, uh, hopefully preparation and the repetitions where I am spending my time being selective on certain specific things, hopefully those are able to come through and uh, open the doors for me and put things into my, put things into my, you know, my way. Right. And I know that off the top, you said that you're just focused on this fight, that it's just sort of about getting in there, fighting a, a, a top caliber opponent. And that's really the extent that you've given the thought. But let's say you go out there, you beat him. He's never lost before. Uh, it's the co-main event. So you know there's going to be some buzz tied to it. Whether you know It would open to the door out without question to either another big fight with Victory Fighting Championship or possibly a UFC fight. Have you thought about that at all? Are you... Or is this a, simply a case where you're just like, look, there's, there's just this fight, and then I'll worry about everything after? Uh, yeah, of course I think about it. You know, I think um, I was having a discussion today with my strength and conditioning coach of over 10 years now, Dave Davis, and we were talking, and he's like, you know, we were talking about Uriah retiring, and I said, you know, he started fighting in 2003. I started fighting in 97. You know, he's two years younger than me. He's got less fights than me. And we're getting, you know, like, it's crazy because he's such a seasoned veteran. And I'm thinking, like, I'm, I'm still going. And I am still have that desire. But I just never, it was kind of like, man, but we never made the money. You know, we never, if we would have had a few of those split decision losses turned in my favor, my whole life would be different. Yeah. So it was it's hard for me to sit there and go, I want to go on to big things after this because it's not like the UFC is sitting there going, listen, you finished this kid. We're going to bring you back. If there was that, it would be to me a no brainer, but it's not like that. I used to think it was like that or could be like that. But since it's not, I kind of look at it like this. This is the best way for me to sum it up. So when I fought Melvin Bloomer, and I got knocked out, I was kind of forced to not fight because I needed to rest. So I spent basically the last 20 months of my life living, even though I have a fight booked, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here like walking on eggshells, like I don't want to get hurt, I got to get to the cage, I just got to get there. If I can get there, I'll be good. But I'm sitting here living my life for the past almost two years thinking um, life Retiring after a fight like that and getting beat like that to what I consider a fluke and, of course, a mistake on my part. I dropped my right hand, but just one of those freak moments. Um, I didn't have many of those in my career. For me to retire like that was just so hard. So now I think rather than make a decision of where my next step is, let me just get through this fight because, of course, if I lose, I'm just done. It's not going to be, you know, let's get a guy who's five and five and let me just get a win and go out with the win. Cause it's not about that for me. Yeah. But if, if I could beat someone like Stott, someone who I know deserves to be in the big show at some point here soon, if not now deserves to be in the UFC, has the ability, has the accolades, has the, the youth. If I could beat somebody like that, Maybe I'll re enjoy not fighting a lot more. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I might be able to go to bed at night and wake up in the morning feeling a little better about my situation and not 
just not want to reset that and risk going out and fighting and losing again. Uh, but then the other side of me says, yeah, I mean, if, if I could put a kid like this away who no one's touching um, and I stay in shape, maybe the UFC needs a last-minute replacement somewhere in Croatia or something, you know, like, and I get squeezed in onto some fight pass, you know, undercard or something, and that's my way back. Like, I, I always think like that, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a, a really compelling fight on so many levels. You've got the the accomplished vet like yourself taking on this rising prospect. I, I can't wait to watch it. So, Jeff, thanks so much for doing this. It's good talking to you, and uh, best of luck on uh, November 23rd. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, man. Always good. Yes, this is El Wapo, and you are listening to Full Contact Final Radio with Kelsey Mullen. I'm speaking with Ravion Stotts, who's going to take on Jeff Curran in the co-main event of Victory Fighting Championship 53, which goes November 23rd. Uh, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, no problem, man. I enjoy talking to people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, before we talk about Jeff and the fight, it's such a, a really interesting matchup. Um, for people who maybe are just tuning into your career, you've gone 6-0 and so far, former uh, two-time division champion in wrestling, collegiate wrestling. Um when did you decide to get into MMA? Let's just start with that a little bit. Was when you were wrestling in college, well, did you always think, "Hey, I'm going to fight," or did this come later on? Yeah, I was re- I was wrestling in college at um, uh, UNK, uh, the college I went to, and uh, U- University of Nebraska at Kearney. And uh, Jens Pover was starting a gym in a in Kearney, and so then they asked me to come out to do the uh, help out with the wrestling, um, just like uh, help out uh, doing some some drills and stuff like that. And then I eventually started doing, you know, I started getting into the jiu-jitsu of it, getting into the kickboxing class. And then Jens was like, hey, man, you might as well, you know, start uh, doing some fights or whatever. And I ended up doing some doing some fights with Jens. Nice. So Jens Pover is who started me. Yeah, there's not a lot. What a great uh, guy to uh, get started in MMA. I mean, the, getting to learn from a legend like that, not many people get that opportunity. Yeah, it was awesome. So, in terms of uh, you know the, the switch to fighting, even then, did you think like, "Hey, I'm going to make this a, a career out of it," or was it still just sort of like, you know, I'm learning these things in the gym, I want to try it out in a in a pro, you know, professional fighting sense, or were you actually thinking like, "Look, I'm going to try to make a run, uh, fight professionally yeah, full time." When, when I first when I first started, um, like I said, at first it was just you know something fun to do. Um, I like learning stuff. Um, so so wrestling, you know, I mean, it wasn't. It's not every. I'm not you know perfect at wrestling. There's always stuff I can learn, but I was just feeling like I was getting close to the cap of learning everything. Um, my capabilities in wrestling, so um, jujitsu and kickboxing, you know, opened up new avenues for me to learn and grow. So um, my uh, one of my uh, pretty much my best friend, um, Josh Smith, he was fighting, and um, he was fighting as an amateur when I was uh, first starting, and and yeah, it just seemed exciting and seemed like something new to do. Um, I I really didn't think about when I when I first first started. I didn't think about oh man I'll just I'm, I'm gonna go be a champion. I, I I thought about hey fights look fun you know I like to fight you know <laughs> well, I like to get after it I guess mm-hmm. so I have to try it out. So what was your reaction when Victory Fighting Championship came to you with the Jeff Curran fight offer? Because you know Jeff has uh, been around for a long time. He's got over fifty fights. Uh, really, yeah, I think I a lot was, of people think of him as a pioneer. Was, I was beyond excited. Yeah, I, I probably jumped up and down. I was beyond excited because I've been I've been waiting for a matchup, you know, that 
that's going to truly test me and test my abilities. I'm always, you know, I always try to fight the toughest opponent I can I can find because I want to know, you know what I'm saying? I want to, I, I know what I can do, but I want to, you know, show people what I can do. And, and, um, and I, I'm always, you know, if I, I feel like I'm training to be the best in the world. So, I mean, I got to beat the best in the world. So that's how, how I look at it. And, and I'm always up for the biggest challenge I can get, you know? So I was super excited, super excited. Yeah, I talked to Jeff yesterday, and, and uh, you know his thoughts on the fight and why he took it. It was really interesting. I mean, you can listen to the segment yourself, but um, you know he, he said that he, he wanted to come back and fight because of after the KO loss, he, he didn't want to close out his career on that note. But he also didn't want to come back and fight someone who was you know five and five or, or three and three or, or yeah. someone that he knew that he could yeah. you know. And, and he said like he feels like you could even be in the UFC right now. Uh, I mean, what's your what's your response to that? I mean, pretty high praise from him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and that's why I want to fight him, you know. He's, he's out here fighting the best. He, he never fights slouches, and he never goes into the match and lays over for anybody, and and that's what I want. You know, I want somebody that's going to come in there, uh, test me, see, and, and and let the world see what I'm capable of. So I'm I'm super excited, you know. I'm going to get, like, it's, I, I respect him as a fighter, but when I when I get in there, I'm not, it's not going to look like I respect him at all, yeah. you know. I'm coming in there to knock your head off. I'm coming in there to hurt you. I'm coming in there, you know, to do everything I've been training to do. So I'm very excited, very excited to be fighting such a veteran, such a, I guess, uh, kind of a legend in the sport. I'm, I'm excited. So do you you look at this fight as a, uh, if you win, if you can beat Jeff, do you think that opens the door to, say, like a UFC contract or a Bellator contract? Um, yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping, but I'm, I'm I was I was told just to um, keep my nose to the grind and, and, and stay on the track I'm I'm on. You know, um, I have a big uh, obstacle ahead of me. You know, let me get over this obstacle, then I can worry about that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. um, so right now I'm I'm focused on being the best I can be. Um, training training like I would train. You know, they uh, there's a saying, don't dress for for uh, the job you have, dress for the job you want. So I'm training for the job I want. You know, I'm. I'm um, fighting people that I believe are going to get me to the, the job I want, you know, and that's champion of the world. So that's 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 kind of how I'm looking at it. Yeah. I'm just taking it one step at a time, but I'm also I'm training for that next step. Yeah, and I should note, uh, I did when I talked to Jeff, this is going to be on Fight Pass. People can check it out uh, if you subscribe yeah. to Fight Pass. Let's talk about Jeff then. Um, you know, Jeff, like we said, he's got a ton of experience, good boxing, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt has been teaching jiu-jitsu for i think over 10 years now um so where do you see what are the keys for a victory for yourself where, where do you think you have the advantages uh, going in against jeff um i think uh my my advantages is going to be youth it's going to be um you know um explosiveness and um and and, and just the, i mean the will you know i mean we get in there he he wants to win i want to win but it's going to be about who wants wants it more also um I feel like I, I gotta, I gotta fight my fight. I can't worry about, you know, he's a Brazilian uh, uh, black belt. He, he's good at, he's good at stuff. I, the way I fight, I force you into, I force you into my match. That's, I mean, that's, that's uh, the goal of the fighting is to, to force, force somebody into an uncomfortable situation where uh, a chaos situation where you're comfortable in. So, and that's that's the goal for uh, this fight. You know, um, I'll be forcing him into deep waters of where I'm, I'm well-versed. And, uh, you know, if, if that happens to be where he's well-versed too, I mean, I'm, I'm here to fight my fight. You know, I can't, I don't really too much 
worry about what the other guy's going to do. I, I know what I'm going to do. I know what his options, what most of his options are from what I'm going to do. So, you know, and I'm, I'm another, I'm a fighter that I'm, I'm not just a wrestler. You know, I'm, I'm in here. I'm actually in a Kong Nepal, uh, Muay Thai seminar right now. I had to take a break oh, wow. uh, to do this interview. Yeah. So I'm, I'm getting better at kickboxing and I'm, that's on the daily. I'm getting, I'm getting better. So, so I think, uh, one of his, his, his advantages, I mean, he's going to have, you know, uh, what do you call that? Uh, he's been around. He's been around for a long time. Uh, uh, what do you call it? I, I don't even know what to call it. Um, well, I mean, he's definitely not the guy, kind of guy who's going to get phased. He's been in deep waters. He's yeah, been in yeah, trouble. He's, yeah, he's been, he's, been, he's been a lot of places. So, yeah. I mean, but, I mean, yeah, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm training to, to, to take him to where – to where I'm best and 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 follow my coach's plan and stuff like that. Yeah, and you mentioned the the evolution in your striking game, and I uh, recommend people check out. Uh, you can find on YouTube your your KO win over William Joplin a couple months ago, head kick knockout, very impressive. Um, yes, sir. If people want to see, you know, see. So, what? Who is helping you get ready for this fight now? Who Who are some of the people that have been helping you prepare? Well, we got. Um, all the roofing sport, you know, killers. You know, we're a we're a small team, but we're a, a we 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 prefer quality over con, uh, quantity. You know, I got uh, the best in the world in here training. Um, some of my main uh, training partners are uh, Chico Camus, um, Sergio Pettis, Ode Osborne, Emmanuel Sanchez. Um, Chico Camus was in the UFC. Um, yeah. Sergio Pettis is in the UFC. Anthony Pettis is in the UFC. Um, Emmanuel Sanchez is in Bellator. Ode Osborne is an up and comer, um, 35 pounder. And we got quality guys. I mean, uh, Brian uh, Batista, he's a, a up and coming phantom weight uh, amateur fighter. We we just got a bunch of quality. It's not a, the room we have. We don't have like a ton of people, but we don't have any easy goals. You ask anybody to come here from another gym, and that's the first thing I'll tell you there. There's no easy goals here, so that's just some of the people, um, to name a few. There's, there's a lot more, but... Yeah, I've had the privilege of talking to Duke Rufus a few times, and he, he's always just such a great guest. He just seems like the nicest guy. Uh, and when you yeah. watch him interact with his fighters, uh, you know, obviously a lot of coaches have close relationships with their fighters. That's understandable. But when you watch Duke... Uh, you know, when he's cornering people or if you watch training footage when he's coaching people in the gym, he seems like he's kind of got a father-like relationship uh, with his fighters. Yes, he sir, just, yes, yeah. what, what was it, yeah. what, what has it I meant mean, for your career that's, training that's, him? That's, that's pretty much how it, is, how it is, you know. I mean, he invests a lot of time in us. You know, he's in here day in and day out just, just as much as we are, you know. I mean, and it's kind of it's kind of great because he's doing like strength and conditioning classes and doing kind of the same thing we're doing, so... So he's in camp constantly, and you know he invests a lot of time. He invests a lot of effort in us, and and you know, and when you when you invest that much in a person and invest that much in the craft, you know, you you um you can't help but to you know uh, build relationships with people. So yeah. it's awesome. I love the team atmosphere here. I love the coaches here. You know, it's um it's 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 genuinely a team team effort. And we also got Tom Whitley who's fighting uh for the UFC World well, well Belt um next Saturday, mm -hmm. and, you know, it's, it's just a great, great atmosphere. 
Well, it's a, your fight, upcoming fight with Jeff, like I said, off the top, very compelling. Such an interesting matchup. So, Rafael, thanks so much for doing this, and, and best of luck at Victory Fighting Championship 53. Thank you. To a world where we fight to the finish And at the heart of it is one recognizable image Originators, titans of business, brand architects Respected since 9-7, sky's the limit And legend behind the logo Joe Gold, feel the full contact Fight a chokehold, reloaded for the new gen of Superman in the road home Did it once, we'll do it again Come on, contact fighter Get up, we gladiators Spark As the heat of the battle heightens, everybody's fighting except for the metaphor. After undefeated time at the top, now we're eyeing the clock. Eager to strike while the iron is hot. It's like we got it in a triangle lock. Everybody's buying our stock. Hardcore kings of the cage apparel. Certified since we gave Couture the nickname the natural. International level, live for the sport, die for the dream. Fight for your life by any means. It's full contact. Battle heightens, everybody's fighting except for the men of honor.